Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And there's no better way to celebrate our lives than by keeping ourselves healthy and well-nourished. To these ends, I am thrilled to introduce our guest today, Laura Theodore also known as the Jazzy Vegetarian. Laura is the award-winning host of the popular PBS program called Jazzy Vegetarian, and she's the author of a number of much-loved vegan and vegetarian cookbooks. Two of my very favorites are in my personal library, and they are the Jazzy Vegetarian and Veganese. But today promises to be an extra exciting show because Laura has just come out with a brand-new cookbook that will be one of your favorites, too. This one's called Easy Vegan Home Cooking, and I can't wait to find out more. Welcome, Laura. Well, thank you so much. I want to thank you for having me and on your fantastic show, and I'm so, so happy you like the, the book. Thank you so much, Eileen. Well, Laura, I like it, I love it. I, I'm a huge fan of your cookbooks and, of course, as well as your shows on PBS. And I want to get into this latest book in a minute, but I thought for those who might not know your backstory about the name Jazzy Vegetarian, why is that particular name so appropriate for you? Well, it came to us because I'm a jazz singer with six albums out, and I, at the time, I was, of course, vegan, but at the time we came up with the name, we said, gosh, nobody really still knows what vegan is. So jazzy, vegetarian, <laughs> it sounded really jazzy, and that's how the name of the show and the name of the books and the blog and my podcast, everything else, that's how it was all born. Well, I mean, again, this I can understand that because you are a multiple, multiple, I think they call it a multiple threat or whatever, but you've got various creative outlets, and they obviously show in this latest book. Again, Easy Vegan Home Cooking was just released in February, and the subtitle of the book reads, Over 125 Plant-Based and Gluten-Free Recipes for Wholesome Family Meals, and boy, do you deliver on that promise. So let our listeners know what they might find. Give us an overview of the book and what they can find when they get their own copies. Well, thank you so much. You know, in the pandemic, everybody was kind of challenged with having to cook at home, and we all had to cook at home more. And for me, the thing that I dislike most about cooking is the cleanup. So if you have less ingredients, you have less cleanup. So I decided to put a book together that I'd actually already been working on that all of the recipes have eight ingredients or fewer, uh, not counting oil, salt, pepper, and water, of course. So it's all eight ingredients or fewer. And then I've had so many requests, Eileen, over the past many, many years. Uh, Of course, everybody wants vegan recipes, which is what we are. We're 100% vegan, 100% delicious, of course, but also a lot of requests for gluten-free recipes. And being that flour was so hard to come by at the beginning of the pandemic, I started using my old hack that I had been doing for many, many, many years of just putting rolled oats into the blender and making them into flour and then really recreating all of my baked goods for this 
particular book. So every single recipe is vegan, of course, but in this recipe, every single recipe is also gluten-free and eight ingredients or fewer. So this is for everybody and anybody who needs to cook for anyone. And they're all family-friendly recipes, everything from, you know, burgers. I always have a lot of burgers and just some wonderful dessert recipes and holiday recipes. And it's a book. It's a book that's one of my very favorites, there's no doubt. Well, I do have to say, too, and the thing is, I am way on the feisty side of 50, but it doesn't mean I'm a great cook at this age. So I love the fact that it's also written for beginners as well as accomplished uh, vegan chefs because you start out with a list of pantry staples, uh, recipes for egg substitutes, easy vegan cream sauces, tips for tofu, and lots more. That is so great. Thank you. Well, you know, I finally decided that I had to put a tofu section in this book, which is something I'm very excited about. I've been working on it for many years. So there's a full explanation of how to buy tofu, what type of tofu to buy, how to prepare it, because a lot of people get confused about that particular ingredient. And then, as you said, I wanted to have a full uh, you know, grocery list along with you know, the herbs and spices that are best to have in your cupboard. And then, once again, just recipes that really speak to families, adults and kiddos alike, you know, things that are designed to please vegans, vegetarians, omnivores, anybody that you're cooking for. And then also, as with all of my books, Everything in this book can be purchased at a well-stocked local supermarket. It's very, very important to be able to get your ingredients when you go to the grocery store. So that's really why I put together that whole front section, which really makes it easy for anybody who's just never cooked vegan before. You can pick up this cookbook, and right away you can cook burgers for your family, casseroles, lasagna, vegan meatloaf, pumpkin pie, coconutty, apple muffins, any kind of muffins, any kind of cakes. We have a uh, orange creamy dreamy pie with a chocolate chip cookie crumb crust, date nut snowballs, which are great for the holidays, take five minutes to prepare. Just really anybody, anything, any day you're cooking for, that's what this book is all about. We're just going over those recipes. That was, I'm salivating. I hope I can continue because I've read a lot of those recipes, and they are delicious. And one of the things that I have to say, too, again, as a rather insecure cook, is uh, when I have my friends over, of course, I want to serve them something that is not only tasty but beautifully beautiful to look at but easy for me. And I don't have to try it 15 times before I serve it to someone else if it's one of your recipes because I am guaranteed they're going to be tasty. So I would like to know a little bit as the recipe developer that you are, how, what is the process like for coming up with your recipes? Ah, thank you for asking. Well, as you know, when we started this whole thing out, Jazzy Vegetarian, which was my first book way back when, I based those all on family recipes from my mother-in-law, my grandmothers, my mom, my stepmother. That's when I started working on more years ago than I would like to say, many, many, many (laughs) years ago. And I started taking grandma's lasagna and making it vegan. Well, first vegetarian and then vegan. Uh, You know, my stepmom's recipes for 
uh, eggs ranchero, making it tofu ranchero, my mom's recipes for artichoke, my you know, all of these. And that's kind of what started the whole idea many, many years ago because I was living in New York at the time. I was a jazz musician at the time, and we entertained a lot. And none of the people or our friends that we were entertaining were vegans. So I really had to step up and make up great recipes that were going to please everybody that was coming to our parties and soirees. So as I moved on and started just developing my own recipes from scratch, which there are well over a 1,000 now, by the way. Wow. Now wow. what I do is I kind of keep up with the trends of what's happening in the omnivorous world of cooking. And I say, oh, you know, a cream pie. People want a cream pie. How am I going to go about making that vegan? People want spaghetti and meatballs, but they want it to be vegan. How am I going to make that vegan? Burgers, etc., etc. So I usually think about a recipe. Sometimes it just comes right on the spot. I'll open up the refrigerator. I'll see what's in there. I'll say, oh, I have these things. I'm going to make a recipe. And I'll just put it together, and it'll just come together perfectly. Other times I will think about it for months, sometimes even years, and think about what is going to replace a certain ingredient in a recipe? And I'll go over it and over it and over it in my mind, do the breakdown, uh, do some testing, and sometimes it comes out perfect the first time. Sometimes it, you know, I have to test it four or five times. But that's how my thought process works, and that's how I come up with the new recipes. Well, uh, again, I've said it before, but these recipes are great and obviously have a lot of thought and care, even if it just popped in your mind when you opened your refrigerator door. But, Laura, I have to ask you, as the creator of all these delicious recipes, do you have a couple of of your own very favorite ones? Well, the podocrim, the pudding you're talking about from the very first book, continues to be just a real favorite. When I was a little girl, my grandma made the very unvegan version, of course, which had cream and eggs and all this kind of stuff in it. And it was something that I asked for every year on my birthday. So when I finally wow. figured out how to put the right quantities and the right ingredients to make it vegan and taste just like grandma's, that continues to be a real favorite. All of my lasagna recipes, I will say in the new book, the one that is just fantastic is my pantry polenta lasagna of course completely gluten-free and also super super easy because instead of the noodles you just use a pre-packaged pre-cooked uh, polenta roll that you can get in any supermarket and you slice it into slices and layer it along with all of your lasagna ingredients and it's a fantastic lasagna that comes together in about 20 minutes for the oven and it's just so delicious and so easy and I think that's definitely one of my favorite recipes from this new book. Well, Laura, and I mean, in addition to, again, the wonderful recipes you have and so easy and easy ingredients to find and all, I'm really touched by your personal passion. And if you don't mind me quoting your words back to you, I would like to say of what you wrote in the dedication of the book kind of brought, you know, my made my eyes messed up, but my constant quest to support and help to make, make the world a kinder, more compassionate and healthier home for all living beings. I dedicate this book to all of the animals. Even reading it now <laughs> makes me kind of miss it. What a lovely, lovely vision you have for yourself and your work. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think that we all need 
some kind of vision, you said it, um, with our goals, particularly now and how challenging the world has become to keep us going. And for me, every day, having that goal, having that vision and having that mission to accomplish is something that keeps and helps me to move forward because being kind, being compassionate, and then trying to find a way to fulfill that within ourselves it is what makes it more doable to live well a to live in these times i guess that's that's the whole thing and that's that's really how i feel well, and being a vegan or even a vegetarian, uh, we do have the, the thought that, you know, we're, we're nourishing our bodies, um, but we're also helping to preserve the planet because there's so many, and, and the animals, as you wrote, and it just, it just kind of comes together. And, well, if you don't mind sharing, was there a turning point for you that said, okay, I'm no longer eating animals or animal products? Yes, there was. Um, when I first moved to New York City many, many moons ago, I had already been toying with the idea to become a vegetarian and had started, you know, doing recipes and cooking for myself. And way back then, it really was a, it was a hard task. And one day I was walking down Broadway, Broadway and 71st Street to be exact, and on the other side, the smells from a fast food place, which I will not mention, but it's a burger place that's been in business for 70 years, came over to me all the way across Broadway, which is like a four, five, six lanes. And all of a sudden they said, this is ridiculous. There's no reason I have to eat beef anymore. And that's what started my quest. And I started mm. with not eating beef, which is back then what people would do, and then slowly just started transitioning and giving all the animal products up over uh, the years, and that's what really, really inspired me. But the second thing, too, that inspired me was talking with uh, Jean Barrard, who is the founder of uh, Farm Sanctuary, many, many years ago, and reading his book and finding out about cruelty to animals. And those were the two things that really changed the bar for me. Wow. Well, I uh, we are all grateful that you had those experiences and that you share your thoughts and, of course, your wonderful talents in the kitchen with us. Uh, I know you have a major online presence as well as being on PBS, so where can our listeners go to find out more about you, your really meaningful and, you know, really your vision, your meaningful work, and get a copy of your fabulous books? Ah, thank you. JazzyVegetarian.com. That's all you need to know. And from there, you can find a link to my podcast and to a shop, and you can buy uh, books there, any of my books. I'll sign them for you. You can watch videos <laughs> from the show, over 500 recipes, and lots of tips. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a great website. I must say so myself. So it's JazzyVegetarian.com. Well, that sounds, I'm heading right over there after this show. <laughs> well, Laura, this has been such a delight for me. Do you have any final words you'd like to leave with our audience about your vision, your books, or whatever? Oh, thank you so much. All I can say is that everybody, if you just try having one plant-based vegan meal every week, 
and see how easy it is. Pick up a copy of my book or go on the Internet. There are so many great recipes. There are so many wonderful plant-based authors and plant-based recipes. Just give it a try once a week and see how you're going to love it. And then from there, you can decide where you want to go. Oh, well, on that very high note and those inspiring words, we will close. But I want to thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for coming here on and sharing your, sharing your inspiring work with us, your creativity, and, of course, those tips for jazzing up our own meals and making them healthy. I'm so honored to be here, Eileen, and I thank you for the work you're doing, and have a beautiful day. You too, and I also meant to say thanks for those delicious, easy, and great recipes that are good for all of the beings on the planet because Laura's vision is one that should inspire us all. So I urge all of you listeners out there to keep yourselves in tip-top shape by eating your share of those fabulous plant-based foods. And don't forget to check out Laura's website, jazzyvegetarian.com, her cookbooks, uh, especially this latest one, Easy Vegan Home Cooking. You're going to love it like I do. And, of course, her show on PBS. Your body and your soul will thank you for it. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. Saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.